Hello, everyone, and welcome to Robcast number 13, and this is a special Kristen Zimzum edition. Kristen Bell is here with me. Hello. And we have all kinds of ground we're going to cover. Kristen even has a whole, like, multiple pages of notes, so um, she is not messing around, which means we are not messing around. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a couple of things. Before we get into today's special edition Kristen Zimzum Robcast podcast, um, you can send questions to questions at robbell.com. And here's what's fascinating. A number of you are asking the same question. The question is, what do I do when I'm growing, learning, changing, evolving, seeing the world in a new way, and the people around me aren't having the same experiences? Some of you are discovering a certain loneliness, a certain heartache, when even with family members, they aren't having the same experiences you're having. That the way that you used to see the world, you don't see the world that way anymore. What do you do in those situations? How do you remain calm and kind? Um, how do you know when to engage and when not to? How do you, how do you work all that stuff out? So here's what we've done. We've uh, designed an event called Keep Going. It's uh, June 15th and 16th right here in Southern California to deal with this exact question. And um, we are so excited. We brought in some friends who are gonna be speaking who have particular experiences and even expertise on this. So our friend Pete Rollins is going to be speaking and Vicki Beeching will be here from London speaking and uh, our friend Carlton Cuse who's made a bunch of television shows and has some extraordinary wisdom on how to stay true to yourself. He'll be there. And then Pete Holmes, beloved comedian, podcast interviewer extraordinaire. And then Kristen Bell will be speaking as well. Is that correct? That's correct. That's the rumor. <laughs> That's the rumor. So, um, and then I'm going to be doing some new teachings I haven't done before on um, faith and courage and the perseverance that it takes to just keep going. So we're really, really excited about it. And we're just telling you about it so that you'll know to be there. Um, and there may even be some other surprises as well. So you can um, get your spots for that event at robbell.com. And then speaking of Pete Holmes, beloved comic and good friend, Pete and I have created a two-man show called Together at Last. We debuted it a couple months ago here in LA, and it was just about the most fun you could have. And people were like, you have to take this thing out and go around with it. So Pete and I are launching a tour this week. We'll be in Boulder, Salt Lake City, Seattle, and Portland this week. And Kristen Bell, you were at the very first Together at Last, weren't you? I was there, and I, I laughed, and I cried. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I, 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 there were times that I teared up. Um, it's very profound, um, very funny, and it was interesting to me that a number of the people I talked to afterwards said that it felt like church in the sense of there was um, this this honesty, um, this talking about what really matters, and a sense of community. So I I highly recommend it. You guys did a great little uh promo film oh that's right yeah um, you can see the promo film online on uh, youtube to give you a sense of what it will feel like 
Yes, so that is the Together at Last Tour with Pete Holmes, and we're launching that this week. And then one more thing. Um, I do these events called Two Days with Rob Bell, and we're doing another business edition. It starts next week. There are a few spots still available, and I talk about faith and spirituality and work and how you think about your heart and your spirituality in regards to your work, especially in this one specifically designed if you don't work in a sort of overtly spiritual religious environment how you think about calling when do you leave and start something new when do you stay how do you think about work and family balance um, how do you think about ambition versus contentment and um, so I do a lot of teaching and we then a lot of Q&A and a lot of interaction and then we eat tacos and the second day we go surfing it is just about the best time so anyway all of that the two days the tour with Pete and the Keep Going event in June, all info is at robbell.com. Now, let's... Now let's talk. <laughs> now let's talk about some Zimzum. Kristen and I sat at this very desk and wrote a book called The Zimzum of Love. We sat here side by side for a year and a half. Yes, we did. And the book came out several months ago. And uh, there's a question that we get on a regular basis, and it is a question that comes up in big groups, small groups. We get it on email, and the question, once you give them an idea, you probably get it more than I do for some reason. Well, I guess we're going to figure out the reason in the course of this podcast, but what would you, how would you summarize this question yeah, the, that we're going to deal with today? The question we're going to deal with today is, um, how do you stay on the same page? And I, I think that there's a couple levels to this question, yeah, I've realized um, there's kind of the level one where um, I think the way that we stay on the same page is that we read a lot of the same books. If I if I read something that really moves me or I think is an amazing piece of art or something that even disturbs me that I just want somebody to discuss it with me, I'll I'll say to Rob, you've got to read this podcast and, as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, another thing that we've done is we're very intentional about making sure we have new experiences together. Um, this has just been so uh, life-giving for our marriage. In the, in the book, The Zimzum of Love, we talk about how there's this space between you. Um, and we won't get into that right now, but... Um, one of the main ways of adding this energy and, and depth to this space between you is the experiences that you share together. Um, and that can be anything from, uh, you know, taking a new class together, reading a book together, having uh, an exciting experience together. Um, but we also talk about in the Zimzum of Love that you can see your marriage as an adventure that you get to go on together. Um, we, we talk about um, how, and you can jump in here, because um, this was Rob's idea, um, that, that the bachelor party is a, is a way that people... Oh, yeah. Yeah, in the, in the book we talk about how oftentimes bachelor parties... There's, there's a sort of theme right below the surface, which is 
you're wild and free and you can do whatever you want, but you're about to get hitched. You're about to get a ball and chain. By the way, ball and chain came from somewhere. Um, and now you're quote, sort of that season of your life is over. And now you have all these new responsibilities and things holding you down. Um, oftentimes those sorts, no matter how much fun it is, it also conveys a particular understanding of what it means to share your life with someone. And one of the things that's really, really important to Kristen and I, and we're very passionate about, is that marriage is an adventure that you go on with somebody because life is an adventure. There's a certain heaviness, when she's like a heaviness that often comes, we've observed in marriage, like how do you get through it? How do you stay together? How do you not kill each other? How do you endure? Which are all really good questions, but oftentimes marriage is almost like a weight. How can we carry it up the hill? As opposed to life is an adventure and you get this person that you get to go on the adventure with. And if you can just start to think of it in new ways, it's amazing how it will lead you into new ways of relating to each other. Right. I think it enables you to uh, let go a little bit and be a little lighter. Um, in the book, we talk about how a lot of people say, I want to work on my marriage. I really want it to be better. We're going to do some work. Um, but really, you can work at your marriage, but you can also play at your marriage. And it seems to me that play actually brings about better results. Um, there are some heavy things and there's some, there's some painful things sometimes that you need to talk about and dig up and, um, you know, get out from under the surface. But um, there's also a playful, adventurous side that we're just figuring this out. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to have to apologize to each other a lot. We're going to have to accept each other's limitations and failures, but we're also going to celebrate the fact that we get to experience this thing together. So when you come across a new idea, when you hear a new song, when you come across a quote, an article in a doctor's office, in a magazine, whatever it is, there is this sense of, oh, I can't wait to see what she thinks about it. There is this sense of, Wow, that's really interesting. I wonder how she would react to that. Um, the more you can see yourself and your life as an adventure in which there's always going to be something new and interesting around the corner, even as life is also, of course, brutal and heartbreaking at times, the more you can see it as an adventure the two of you are on together, there's a certain lightness in that that can rescue you from that dull drudgery, right? Of like, oh my word, what are we? This is especially true of things that trouble you. If you come across something challenging and provoking, something disturbing, something that sort of uh, prods you with like a discomforting sort of, ouch, I wonder what that is. You share it, you talk about it, you put it on the table between you. We walk the dog each night together and I swear some of, for me at least, our most meaningful times have been uh, just walking the dog and talking about the day and venting and wrestling with things and dreaming up new things. I love that point I've heard you make to people about how it's not like you have your life 
and you sort of get through all the routines, then you do like the other interesting stuff. How would right, you, how would you right. say that? I would say for, for a long time, I felt like I just needed to get through all this work so that I could have the real moments later. Like I just needed to get all these jobs done, whether it's, you know, cooking, taking care of the kids, and then, and then we'll have these magical moments or these moments where we really connect but one of the things I've learned is that when we enter these experiences together, these everyday routines, whether it's walking the dog or going to get groceries, um, these are the moments. Yeah. And if you can be present in that moment and realize the depth and, and the opportunity to talk about what's going on, or maybe you just talk about... The routine things. How are the kids doing? But these, I don't know. I've had a shift in my thinking and in my experience of these things um, that these are the moments. The powerful thing that can happen is when you begin to find the depth and the divine wonder in the everyday routine moments with the two of you that thing that happens when you're making dinner but you're making dinner with this person and it's another day and there's some good music on and you're making some good food so when people when we're doing an event like the two of us and somebody says like how do you stay on the same page sometimes i get the sense that there's a start like they're thinking of the biggest widest conceptual how do you think about the biggest issues of the universe together and our answer would be you start with walking the dog making dinner you start one of you's watching tv and the other one needs to go to the grocery store you turn off the tv and you both go to the grocery store you look to find each other and the divine in the everyday slog in the everyday rituals and routines um, yes and I, I was thinking the the concept of a date night can be helpful but I think for a lot of people, it's it, it can also separate life into like the the work and the everyday kind of stuff, and then we're just waiting till this date night when we connect. Um, Which is why it often can be really disappointing. Yes, because there's going to be like this three hours that are like magical, mythical fairyland, and then you you're exhausted and you get in a fight on the way to dinner, and it's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's never happened. <laughs> um, but but I think it's it's important to think about. I remember reading a book about French culture. Um, a woman, an American woman, who goes to France and has a baby and is and is reflecting on French culture. And and I remember her saying that she, the French, think the idea of date night is just silly because for them. I think they're more conscious of the beauty of food and um, having a long meal, and they don't separate life into compartments. It's woven into as the fabric much. of every day, and that can be very, very powerful when you look at your culture from an outside perspective. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. So, uh, new ideas, new music new podcasts, new quotes, new articles, pass that stuff back and forth. 
that's like the that's the drug that keeps the love cooking. Is that a good way to say it? <laughs> there, all of the ways that you can share whatever it is that has moved or informed or inspired you with this other person. And it's probably a thousand little things that happen over time. So if you're, you've stumbled into a whole new way of seeing things and you're freaked out because your partner seems like they're way far behind, share that stuff and share it early. Because if you're not constantly bringing their, them in to your particular journey while they're bringing you into theirs, if you get too far down the road, you have a problem. I'd also say sometimes people go have extraordinary experiences on the other side of the world. You know how many times we've met people and then they come back and they're and changed, they're, they're, and changed they're... they're transformed, they're trying to explain it to their partner. Um, general rule, you can go to Africa once alone, but don't go twice alone. <laughs> the general Africa rule is if you're going to go back, take this person with you. If you go rebuild houses in Haiti and it's the most extraordinary thing you've ever done then take them back and if it means you have to skip a year to save up money then skip a year because you can only have so many peak experiences without this person before it begins to affect the space between you is that fair uh, that's very fair yeah we also talk in the book about distance like you can those kinds of experiences apart from each other can create too much distance in a marriage. And Yeah. Um, they can be great for you. They can help you grow and learn and evolve. But too many apart can always be a sort of warning. Now, what I've noticed, I've noticed, Kristen Bell, as I interview you here, is that there's almost like two levels to this question. Because I've heard people ask you this question, how do you stay on the same page? I've heard you talk about books and ideas. I've heard you talk about groceries, all of the ways you can intentionally go through your daily life together. But then I've noticed that you also, as you often do, there's a whole second layer to the question because I've noticed you sense, you tend to sense the thing behind the thing, the question behind the question much faster than I do. How would you explain your awareness of like a second level almost to the question? Right. I do think there's a deeper level to the question. And one of the things that's behind the question sometimes, oftentimes, is fear. I think the question behind the question um, is what do you do when one of you is changing and I'm or I'm not? Or what do you do when I feel like I'm changing but my significant other isn't. Um, and I, I also sense in like the discussion that follows the question that a lot of people are asking, how did I handle this fear? And... Oh, being married to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just got that. Okay. Um, and I think that being married to Rob, I had to come... I had to come to terms with this early on, although we did, we did tend to stay on the same page because of yeah. constantly talking about these ideas together. Um, Paul Tillich has a great quote. He says, the opposite of faith is not doubt, but certainty. Um, and I think we all long for certainty and safety. We all long for things 
to be all nailed down and like we've we've figured it out. Um, but it's not the nature of the universe. The nature mm, of the well universe said. is that we grow, we evolve, we discover. Um, and as soon as we are afraid of change, we block all of that. Um, one of the examples that I thought of when I was um, when I was reflecting on this question is is that the transfiguration story in in the book of Matthew. Um, it's always struck me as a little funny. Um, Jesus and I think it's James and John hike to the top of a mountain. So I'm picturing this like very holy sacred moment and then they have this spiritual experience where it says jesus is transformed transfigured tra- oh, sorry transfigured um his face shining like the sun and he became as white as the light and then moses and elijah show up like they do <laughs> so so they're having this amazing moment and peter's response is he says lord it's good for us to be here if you want, I'll build some shelters, one for each of you. And that's always made me laugh. laugh. Like, yeah. like here they're having this transcendent... Ecstatic, um, euphoric... Something that they could never understand. Like it's beyond their comprehension. And it's way up at the top of the mountain. And yet his response is, we'll haul up lumber and we'll like... We'll like build a house for Elijah and Moses who apparently have come back from the dead or maybe are in some angelic form. It's like the vision is about divine union with the source of all living being. And Peter is like thinking about Home Depot. But it's so (laughs) true about our human nature. Like we want things to be permanent. We want things to be predictable. We want things to be um, secure. Uh, he wants to know that he can go up on that mountain and and, ha- and have this thing again. And one of the things that's... So one of the things that's really challenging about our human experience is being okay with impermanence. That's good. Yeah, um... I was going to tell the story about the Tibetan monks come to a church here in Laguna Beach every year. And they do, they spend a week there. And during the week, they make this sand mandala, which is this probably five foot by five foot piece of art. And it's really intricate sand art. So every day for eight hours a day, they um, they work on this kind of meditative prayer sand mandala. And it's beautiful. And people come from all over to see it and to just be in the presence of the monks. It's very peaceful and meditative. And um, sometimes they do some chanting. But what really struck me is at the end of the week, they have a ceremony where they take this beautiful piece of art that they've put hours and hours of of work into and they throw it into the ocean. Mm. And all of it is a symbol of the impermanence of life. And I think that's something that's really hard for us as humans 
to come to terms with. But when we do, it's so freeing. You're both growing. You're both changing. You're not who you were and you're not who you will be. And what I often sense in that question is there's a terror like, oh my word, so-and-so is growing. They're changing. Yes, but you are too. The whole thing has to be held loosely. And if the two of you can hold it loosely and you can go on the adventure together, well, all sort that's like opens up all sorts of interesting new possibilities. Right. I think there's kind of a posture towards life that we can have, um, that we're open to exploring, that we're okay with mystery, we're okay with not knowing. It mm. reminds me of um, that story you tell of when you were with the Dalai Lama. <laughs> yeah, there was like this big Q&A. And people could ask any question they wanted. And he was asked a question and he just paused forever. And then he says, I don't know. And it was so great to hear somebody like the Dalai Lama say, I don't know. So freeing. Just so freeing. And I think about like the couple who she's been reading all sorts of things. She's been going to events. She's listening to podcasts. She's hearing new ideas. She's having new experiences. And he's like, what is this? What is this? Relax. Just ask her. Find out. Go with her. See what it is. Trust. It's almost like you trust that this thing that is helping the person I love the most grow and open up. You know what I mean? There's got to be something in there. What is it? Just start asking questions. There's, there, just ask a thousand questions because you never know where the thing that is helping them, it might strike a chord with you. But you have to do it, do it as early as you can. Don't do it when six months has built up. Do it right away. Here's what happened. Here's what I saw. Here's how it made me think differently. The sooner you can bring this person you love into your own path, isn't, is that how you'd say it? The sooner you can bring them into what's changing you, the sooner you can bring them into your struggle, the better. Yes, and I think it's helpful to see marriage as an adventure. And then at a deeper level, you're going on an adventure of the soul together. That's good. That preaches. <laughs> um, I, I, I think a lot of marriage is about the struggle together and mm. the joy of it is that you have this person that you're struggling with that you're discussing with um i think you ask things like what are you reading what are you wrestling with what has you angry yeah what what has you like a little off balance disturbed um, just recently, I brought Rob one of those, and um, I think it's really integral to a marriage that has life and joy to it, but I also think it's really integral to our spiritual life and our spiritual growth, that we wrestle with those hard questions. Um, I know I've heard you say, Rob, that so many of the Bible stories are about regular people wrestling with God and discovering 
and wrestling with their humanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oftentimes, like, when people talk about marriage, oh, someone to share your life with, someone to go on vacations with, someone to build a home with, someone to have kids with. Yeah, someone to shake your fists at the heavens with, someone to go to funerals with and beat your chest and say why, someone to see another bill come in the mail that you didn't expect and go, how come there's never enough money? You know what I mean? Like this is somebody who can stand with you in your pain. And oftentimes when romance gets involved or love or that even that sort of idealized wedding thing, it's like, yes, this is someone to go on, I love your adventure of the soul. This is someone to go on adventure with. And part of the adventure is the wrestling with how heartbreaking life is. And one of the ways that you can most bond is to bring each other into your own pain. Like I think of the times when and I've just been gutted and I just needed you to feel it with me. I didn't need you to fix it. You know what I mean? I didn't need you to give me nice, neat cliches. I just needed you, you to, to sit with me in the pain. And that's part of the power. This is why, by the way, with this many people disillusioned about marriage and growing up in divorced homes, people still find someone to share their life with. Whether you have a ring and a legal ceremony or whether you're just living together, there's something within you that wants to share your life with someone. And I would argue it's because we need people and specifically we need a partner to stand with us in the agonizing stuff, to wrestle with us. It's right. all part of it. And I would say that if you are uh, if you are in a relationship and something is, it feels stuck, if it feels like there are walls or obstacles, uh, let, let this person in. Just let them in. And trust that they love you, they're with you, and they want you to let them in. Just trust Trust that because when you let them in to whatever it is is in there, all sorts of new things can happen. Now, Kristen Bell, what do you got to wrap this up? Yeah, just one more thing. How do you stay on the same page? <laughs> well, the other thing that I sometimes sense is behind the question is that the person who's asking the question is becoming honest about coming to terms with the cost. That... Sometimes when you evolve and change, oftentimes there's a cost to that. And um, it can be, you know, you feel like you're betraying your tribe. You feel like you might be rejected, misunderstood. All of these things are very painful. And I think a lot of times this is what is the source of the fear. Um Oh, the, the fear is we're going down a path that's going to cost me something. It's going to involve some sort of death. Yes. Interesting. But ultimately, being true to yourself is where the joy is. Yes. Yeah. So what you sense when someone says, how do we stay on the same page? And you pick up, there's like a fear beneath it. Is oh, what's happening? One of the things to say is, hey, by the way, does this feel difficult now? Because it's going to get more difficult. And that's part of it. That's just part of it. Yeah. And I... I think there's a process of working through that um, I, th I think you 
you start to see it and you start asking questions and you have the choice to to continue or to back up and retreat and i've seen people make both choices um and when you back up and retreat what always happens i think that's when people lead lives of quiet desperation it's like a it's like a different kind of death that goes on yeah i yeah maybe that's a good way to say it there's there's a death either way, um, but one of the deaths leads, leads to, to life. life. <laughs> ah, nice. Yeah. So if you're if you're listening and you and your partner you're on different pages, you're you're growing, you're just taking these fantastic leaps into the future, and it feels like they're still back there, or it's the other way around. You you're like, what has happened to them? They're talking new language. They're interacting with new people. They're they have all these new ideas swirling around. It's okay. It's okay. Ask questions. Talk about it. Go to the grocery store and talk nonstop there and back. Enter into their path. Ask them a thousand questions about how they're feeling and thinking. Tell them to describe as best they can. You're doing them a gift because anytime you are forced to put language on your experiences, it's helpful. Ask them what they're walking away from and why. Ask them what draws them to this new things that they're stepping into have no fear have no fear and if it's painful or if you're already thinking oh my word if we take this as far as it looks like she's taking it it's going to lead to this yeah it might it might and it'll be fine you'll be fine you'll be together and you can make it and i think another beautiful thing about marriage is that it it gives you a bigger center of gravity. So even as you're talking about asking these questions, Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that marriage does is it takes the focus off of just you. Oh, well said. And so when you are, when your love and care and concern is for this person that you're married to, you can be wrestling and struggling with all of these things, but something happens when you, when you engage with them yeah. That it it frees you from being so confined in your own world. Yes. Yeah, it pulls you out of yourself. One of the greatest gifts this other person gives you is the world is now bigger than just you. And that alone is a gift. That alone is a gift. So, oh my word, Kristen Bell, it's always great when you're in the house. I mean that literally <laughs> and... In the house, in the studio. <laughs> I love it when you are do this. So ladies and gentlemen, this has been a special Kristen Zimzum edition of the Robcast podcast. May, yeah, do you have anything at the end? Oh, you have a little benediction? I have a little benediction. We're going to go run errands right now, aren't we? Awesome, yes. uh, By the way, I think we're about to head to Costco and... Um, Office Max. Office Max. <laughs> Like it's that level. That's where we're going. Although we have, I have the new Noel Gallagher album in the car. So um, I bought a CD this week. Who buys CDs? So we got some good music. We'll roll on the windows. Maybe stop and get some tacos. Do some grocery shopping. <laughs> that's, that's where it's going from here. Top of the mountain, baby. May you, our brothers and sisters, embrace your life as an adventure. If uh, maybe you don't have money to share the adventure with, may you find somebody to go on the adventure with. If you're with somebody, may you turn that, flip that perspective around. Instead of a heavy weight to try and carry up a hill, 
May you come to see that you and this person you love, you have an adventure you get to go on together. May you give them the benefit of the doubt. May you invite them into your joy and your struggle while they invite you into theirs. And may the grace of peace rest, grace and peace of God rest on both of you.